Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. With Walker and Roush. Welcome to Wild and Crazy Guys! Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call. It's Monday, October 25th, 2021. You're listening to the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I am Nick Roush with Justin Kalen, the Scooter Dingus, and no TJ Walker, the sports talker yet. Uh, Justin, we we have a, a little technical difficulty. Somebody apparently doesn't know how to use a computer charger. Yeah, I'm always getting crap about not knowing how to use a mic, but at least I know how to plug in my computer. You would think, you know, you plug it into a wall, you plug it into a computer. Fairly simple, but, you know... Not not the case for TJ. Well, and who doesn't look at the blinking light after they plug in their computer? You got to look at the blinking light and make sure it's plugged in. Yeah, it makes a little ding sound, just kind of yeah. like it did right there whenever you plug it in. But apparently, Mr. TJ just... That's, that's not a ding sound. It makes a little like... <laughs> your, char- your charger makes a ding sound when you plug in your computer? Yeah, yeah. My, it makes mine like does a, not. My, yeah. Mine does. My Mac does. You're, and it, and it has a little lightning that. bolt through the battery. Well, I don't know what that means. On the on the computer, sure, yeah. But I was on my computer; everything was working. I didn't think there was any concern to even need to look for the little lightning charge. But it's an old it's an old computer. It's an old charger, and if if it's not in the right way, you know how it is. It's a little magnetic end. So if it's not, oh yeah, that's the old school. Like, yeah, yeah. Normally it can be like on light. it, but not all the way on it. Yeah, exactly. I see and normally you get the yeah. light, and it'll be like green if it's charging, or orange if it's charging, green if it's fully charged. But this is an older one, and light doesn't always come on as uh, as it should. But I apologize. Happy Monday to you. Appreciate <laughs> you all bringing uh, the star of the show in this in, in this fashion. <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey, we're ready to rock and roll, TJ. This is going to be a fun show. I can feel it. I've just, I've just got a good feeling about today's show. Thank goodness, bye week is over, right? Like I just, we have a football game this Saturday, Ralph. And this, this past Saturday just felt a little weird. I enjoyed it. Had a great weekend. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some of our weekends. I, I, I'm curious to hear your all's weekends. But a great weekend. But still, it just felt funny. I, we, we need our Catterdays back, and we need them now. And unfortunately, we'll have to wait, you know, five, six days. But um, pumped up, pumped up. You're right. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good week. A lot to get to today. And we do need to talk about the sports weekend that was. I just overall felt a little, like, wonky, not having a game to anticipate, look forward to. But that's all done now. Now it's on to Mississippi State. Huge game. Uh, like I've said for a while now, just this little stretch of games that Kentucky's been on. Each win, I think you can kind of you can lock in a win total, Roush. So when you beat when you beat LSU, all right, that that locks in. That should lock in nine wins at a minimum. You beat Mississippi State on Saturday, you're locking in at that point ten wins. You beat Tennessee, I think you're locking in eleven. I don't see a scenario you lose one of your final three games. That includes Louisville. I've said it a lot. There will be total egg on my face if Kentucky doesn't come out and win that game. 
But I'm pumped up, Roush. I'm looking forward to it. Hope you all had a great weekend. You know, you mentioned locking in win totals. And I've got a shout out uh, to our unsponsored friends over in Hoosierland uh, at DraftKings because in previous years when I made win total bets with Uncle Bo, they would wait until the season was over to cash those win total bets. But I learned last week that they just they do the math for you. And when our good friends from the Hoosier land of Bloomington lost to Ohio State, my under ticket cash, and I had a nice little surprise on my account. So if Kentucky beats Mississippi State Saturday, they too will cash their season win total over. And you could be playing with a lot more money. Uh, this time a week from now. So there's there's something else to look forward to. I, I would much rather, for what it's worth, I'd much rather have my over total cash a week from now than have my under total cash in week seven. That's pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> if they had any if they had any class whatsoever, they'd just go ahead and cash the UK bet now. Like you're not, you know, you're you're gonna yeah. be Andy. You're gonna beat some of those other teams. Go go ahead. Go ahead and make it happen. Well that is nice. Uh, I had a pretty bad college football gambling experience on saturday but kind of made up for it on sunday how about them bingles folks oh wow yeah they're good Um, i was having this conversation with justin it was it was it was a difficult conversation yesterday what was the conversation that you you've made a mistake in your fandom well that i jumped (laughs) off the worst team in the nfc north's bandwagon to jump onto the bandwagon of the worst team in the afc north like the steelers are the worst team in the AFC North. It's oh, bad. yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess maybe you can say you're buying your stonks low if you're going to stick with it. Or, you know, just go ahead and pick a new team. Why well, not? It's all uphill from here, Nick. And that's, that's the worst part pick is I team. jumped off the Bengals bandwagon. I could have hopped on the Browns because that's Brooks' family and, like, they're actually competent now. And now, I mean, Jamar Chase, as much crap as they gave him in the preseason, as much as it could have been, like, well, you won't even get the offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow. I mean, dude, that touchdown he had, holy crap. Like, that that's some I, – I, I saw where they had Randy Moss interviewing him, and he really does do – like, that. there's no – that dude should have been tackled three times on that play, and he spun out of it and was able to run away from three guys to get to the end zone. That guy is just on another level, and, my God, they're going to be good for a while now. They compared that run to something Lamar Jackson would do, and I didn't think it was all that far off. <laughs> that, that was the crazy thing. I was busy. I didn't get to watch a lot of that Bengals game. Uh, watching Green Bay, which just always nice when the team is on Man. the local channel. Always a nice luxury to uh, to have. Green Bay didn't play particularly great, but got an easy win against a not very good Washington football team. Jamin Davis played well in that game. They called his name several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I was I was shocked to see that Bengals score. I was keeping an eye on it, just not able to tune in a ton. Uh, but people do forget that the Packers have a better record than the Bengals and also beat Cincinnati on the road. So People do forget that from time to time. Yeah, pe- people do forget that. Um, but, you know, the red, the red zone did not offer us as many close calls yesterday. The Lions made things interesting in a little Jared Goff revenge game. Uh, very awkward moment. Uh, so they kick a field goal to go up nine, the Rams do, with like two minutes left. So the game's over, and I'm getting ready to leave the room, and – they, but they keep it on red zone, and the fans at SoFi Stadium, 
over the intercom, there's somebody going, whose house? And Rams fans are supposed to go, our house. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't figure out if they were saying our house or Rams house. It kind of sounds like they were saying Rams house. E- either way, it's it's not your it's a duplex. You're sharing that house, buddy. Like what what gives you the right just because the Chargers are on a buy to say that this is your house? That is the dumbest. Who what idiot thought I mean like that just that that just it should not make me that mad, but it is so stupid. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, if we're being honest here, Nick, the Rams are way better than the Chargers, so it kind of is their house. Eh, I'm not way better, but I don't care. Like you share that stadium with somebody else. It, it's it's kind of a troll job on the Chargers too. I feel. Oh, that's one way to. I think you can do that chant if you're beating the Chargers, but like just any other run of the mill Sunday, like it's no, it's it's somebody else's house next weekend. No, it's the Tubby Smith High Point Nick Roush irrational take of the day. <laughs> Get it while it's hot. It's just so dumb. It's so dumb. That's like the Giants chain of metal. This is our house. Well, technically, it's in New Jersey, and also the Jets play here too. Yeah. Um, Which shout out to shout out to Mike White, Western Kentucky Hilltopper, getting a touchdown on his first pass for the New York Jets. He might end up be playing for a while because Zach Wilson went down. I don't. I don't know the extent of that, but man, that's got to be tough to come in as a backup for the Jets. Yeah. I'm sure we'll hear from John at some point today, but Chiefs, bad. Whoa. Yeah. I really don't think they're bad. They're just obviously going through some stuff right now. Doesn't mean that they the season couldn't be lost or they could end up missing the playoffs or being a bad season in the playoffs. Those things certainly could happen. I wouldn't worry about the big picture of the Kansas City Chiefs overall, though. But yikes, that, they, yeah. that was a complete and total domination. Yeah, and that was the one game. If I just don't pick terribly in that game, I have a good weekend. But man, that was that was bad. I will give the Titans some props though. They did something that I've always wanted to see Kentucky do, and that was throw out of the Wildcat. They did the jump pass play with Derrick Henry. That that that's all we needed. Just that one time from Benny Snell, just to keep defenses honest. Never got it from him. I thought we ran. I thought we've seen a throw out of the Wildcat or two. Uh, yeah, I guess it just didn't work as well as that one did. <laughs> so it's not as memorable. I mean, you, I, I, I can't particular. I can't specifically point to what game it was, although I'm sure somebody you're, on the Thornton's text line could. But you're it, right, though. It, it got it. It had. Yeah, I don't think. And I don't think it's ever gone well. I think you're right about that. I don't think it's ever gone well uh, for Kentucky in that regard. You're right. A lot of blowouts yesterday. I think they said this was the. It was definitely the first game this season that they said there wasn't a defense, defensive or special teams touchdown. Yes, but also really? no, but, but also no overtime games. Yeah, uh, that's just some of the fun nuggets you get from the NFL red zone channel. But there was yeah. there was no overtime games because Penn State and Illinois took them all. Oh gosh, yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah, Ooh. yeah. We uh, we do uh, the Big Ten. It, like they, every team in the Big Ten needs to be punished because of that Penn State Illinois game. Agreed. That's just, that, <laughs> Agreed. That, that's, it, it just needs to. That's unfortunate for the other teams. They're not going to like it. But you are. You, you kind of consider the company you keep, I suppose. And that is a classic Big Ten football game where you play nine overtimes and the scores twenty to eighteen. And yes, <laughs> yes, I get it. Like the overtimes are different now after. 
The second one, you can only get two points anyway, so it's going to be the numbers are always going to be a little shocking or eye-popping to that regard. But I don't care. Let the headline reign supreme on this one. Illinois and Penn State play a football game. It goes to nine overtimes, and if the under if the over-under was 39 points, you still would have gotten the under if that's where you placed your money. And oh it's number seven Penn State. Illinois goes – Illinois, really bad football team, goes on the road and wins at Penn State. 20-18 to 18 in nine overtimes. That was highly entertaining. I hope you all watched it in real time. 18 points in the overtime sessions. Nine overtimes, they scored 18 points. That's yeah, pathetic. Yeah, you're doing the two point thing, so it's a little, it's a little. Yeah, cheap. but still, you've got to, you've got to kick field goals. You can score touchdowns. 18 points. No, 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 no. A- after the yeah. third overtime, Justin, it's just two point conversions. You only like it's a two point off. Yeah. Illinois yeah. did a two point did conversion. You know? Oh no, oh, so I didn't, I didn't, you didn't see watch it. it oh, time. so they don't go yeah. for touchdowns anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, and that that's the thing okay. that I think stinks about the new overtime rule. They said Same. it's the longest game in fbs history that was not the longest game in fbs history in my book because oh, you're just, i was saying the same thing it, and that's what's that, that's one thing i don't like about the new overtime rule it's really misrepresentative of a how long the game actually was because we turned it on on overtime four and it's like how are they not scoring any points like they went to overtime at 10 to 10 and it's 16 to 16 right now like what the hell but it's because they they, they quit actually playing football and just running two-point plays. And I, it was exciting at times, but it was also just so – it was so disheartening to watch because they felt so incompetent that they couldn't just run the – like, go like – it was, it was so agonizing to watch some of it. It did make it exciting, but I, I – I, I could see going to this after like the fourth or fifth overtime when the game is obviously getting out of hand. But like two overtimes, sometimes is not you. You need a little bit more football to decide it. I like seeing it putting pressure on a kicker to make like a forty-three yarder because you got tackled for loss and be terrible. Just chucking it up to the end zone or hey, you know, it just it felt a little off. It was exciting, I'll give you that, but it. It just felt a little off, and it felt unnecessary that we moved to two points that quickly. Like there, there's more game left to be played to let him do start from the 25, the move straight to that in overtime number three. I'm really glad you brought up the kickers because that's something me and my roommate were discussing yesterday. That that game's so much more fun if you start the kickers at say the 20 yard line and just move them back five yards. That's to me that's much more entertaining than two point conversions. I I, I was entertained by the two point off if you will it does just it felt a little kind of icky knowing that like all right this is a really really important game for illinois and probably more important for penn state just because you're a top 10 team you've got your season ahead of you and it's just going to come down to like three yards and then three yards it really did feel similar to a penalty kickoff soccer where it's just like we're really we're going to determine who the better team is here based on just this little sample size. But I guess they feel like at some point they need to, to try to end it. I was saying the same stuff, Roush, to my buddy that right, you got to put an asterisk on this. Like if, if you're going to put this one in the record books, put an asterisk on it or put like pre, you know, ADBC sort of deal, like after mm-hmm. uh, ch- rule change, before rule change, because you do look at them differently. And Justin, yeah, that, I, that's what I was trying to make clear 
for folks. A lot of folks don't know about the two-point off rule or the two-point showdown, shootout, if you will. So, that again, that's why the score – Look, like isn't as crazy as it actually is, but it's still crazy. You still had two full-on overtime periods where you could have theoretically put up 16 points uh, a piece combined. Well, combined 32 points, and in, in that uh, you didn't. And then even then, they weren't hitting the two-point conversions at a very high rate, which always kind of surprises me. Roush, it's only three yards. Like, go, go get it. Go fall forward. Yeah, and you would have thought with Big Ten teams too that they would rely more on that but there was a lot of throwing the and then they end up needing to throw for the conversion because i guess they they were so bad at running the football but uh and they had some really bad i think it was in the first two point off they ran a good two point play and a dude just dropped uh, a guy for illinois dropped what would have been the game winner and it's just like gosh the execution just so poor um, man, it was, it, it was not what I expected to see to start off my Saturday of college football. You had that happen right after Oklahoma had to struggle to beat Kansas. And then there was one other team that was, uh, Cincinnati against Navy. That's the one too, that uh, going into it, I was like, oh man, is this the week that Cincinnati messes around and doesn't cover? And it's like, eh, no, let's just bet them to win by a million. It turns out my, my initial hunch was correct. I still think Kentucky would beat Cincinnati for what a storm. <laughs> How bad are you feeling if you're Spencer Rattler today? Oklahoma was losing 10 to nothing to Kansas, and he didn't even get in the game. What? Pro- probably not good. No. At least he got some of those sweet uh, endorsement deals, though. That's yeah, true. he did. He did. Uh, also, did you see the Caleb Williams play that iced the game? This was this this play was nutty. Not so sure trying to think of it. It was fourth and one or two or something like that. They're up by four points. Let's say it just if they get the first down, game over. If Kansas gets the stop, they can go down and retake the lead with like two minutes left. The ball is about the forty yard line, Kansas forty yard line. Oklahoma runs right. The guy gets. Like he's held up, but he's in open space and he's got like one guy wrapped around his waist and he's still standing up. Caleb Williams runs over. He grabs the ball. Like he tries to rip the ball from his player's hands. The guy gives it to him and Williams runs like six yards for a first down. They end up going down to the score, uh, ice the game. It was, it wasn't like rugby where you were getting tackled and you toss it out, but like it kind of was in that, they were just like, all right, well, I'm not down yet. Here, you take the ball and go get the first down. Pretty crazy stuff. That is wild. Uh, there's a lot of crazy finishes in games on Saturdays, or at least crazy scores. That Kansas game, crazy decision-making throughout. Uh, Kansas trying a 57-yard field goal, not about it. Don't like it. Uh, they did that to end the half. Yeah. Uh, or Not to end the half. That was near the end of the half. And then they get mm-hmm. the ball back. And they're on the 45-yard line. Yeah, they don't do anything. The complete, uh, they don't try a Hail Mary or anything. You're spot on. A lot of questionable decision-making, play calling, and some wonky plays in that game. Oklahoma's a fraud, too. Kentucky would beat them as well. Oh, love it. Love the confidence, DJ. I'm just going to go through the list of teams Kentucky would beat today. Kentucky's up to 12 in the AP poll, I believe. Yeah, AP and... Uh, coaches poll both had them at 12 but uk opened as a two-point dog 
to Mississippi State. They kick off at 7 o'clock Saturday night at Davis Wade Stadium in Starkville. The line has swung three points already. UK minus one. I have a feeling that's going to end up right around to pick them by the time we get to Saturday, TJ. Yeah, it, uh, it it's – I don't know. I don't. I don't get worked up like some Kentucky fans with lines and stuff like that. If you feel so confident about it, you should be happy to see these lines, as I was. Hell, hell yeah, give me Kentucky as an underdog. Um, I I think it'll end up being Kentucky like a three point favorite, two point favorite come kickoff. Uh, that was around, my thought. Yeah, around that ballpark, but uh, I don't get too worked up about it because one, I can make money off of off of that stuff. Two, is anybody really like? Is anybody expecting it to be a blowout? And maybe there are. I, I'm I'm curious what some of the fans think on the Thornton's text line. Feel free to shoot over your thoughts, 502-414-1450. And then on top of that, uh, if it motivates the team, all for it. All for it, because you know that's getting back to them. You know that's getting talked about. They've had a week to kind of stew over that Georgia loss, which I'm sure they were equal parts kind of frustrated with that game and equal parts happy to get some time off and get some rest and heal up and get ready for this next game. But Mark Stoops seems to be a, a master motivator, really that entire staff, and they they play the underdog chip-on-the-shoulder card really as well as anybody. So you get it in that locker room that the – national perception although it's really not it's vegas setting numbers based on how bets are coming in for the most part that's how the line fluctuates um, but if that gets them pumped up if that gets them going if that gets them all rowdy uh, i'm all for it kentucky really needs to win this game if this is the team we think it is this is the season we think it is a win down in starkville needs to be a part of the recipe right and i i uh i'm one of those two that yeah i'm not gonna get all worked up over the disrespect or yeah yeah like it's just no like they're at home they're a solid football team they've played a lot of close games the difference between kentucky and mississippi state is kentucky's won their close games mississippi state that's not always been the case so um i, I they, they beat the snot out of vandy this weekend it's really hard to gauge where they are right now as a football team because they played all those close games and then now they're <laughs> You know, a blowout loss to Alabama at home. Then they blow out Vandy on the road. So um, we did find out, though, Justin, there is one other person out there who does like Almond Joys, and it's it's Mike Leach. It is. Yeah, yeah. Good good man. They they asked him about candy after the game. That's how boring that game against Vandy was. That in his post-game SEC Network interview, they asked him about candy, and he talked for a minute about it. Should I play that clip? If you want to, I mean, by all means. Yeah, I feel like a professional radio show leads yeah. that up and then plays the clip. Okay. Well, let's be a professional radio show, Justin. In the meantime, I can tell you that um, Kentucky, I, I, I'm, I hope the players got out of the bye week what I did. I feel very refreshed this morning. If you couldn't hear the sound in my voice, it's just it was it was a good weekend. Got a lot of extra dad time in. Uh, ate a bunch of really bad food for me. I had wings three days in a row. Ate like 15 chilies on Saturday. So like I'm just my gosh, 15 I'm, chilies. Yeah, we we had little Dixie cups to to taste them out. Um, so I thought mine was pretty good, but man, it's just it's really tough. It's really tough uh, breaking through uh, when you've got 15 different ones out there. So uh, 
the bacon one that was the, it wasn't entirely made of bacon, but I really liked bacon as a, a nice little taste accent piece to the chili. I think that one would have done better, but that guy had to leave early because his his baby was act you know getting a little tired. Uh, but all in all, great day. Just wish the rain didn't ruin it and you know get a get a little sloppy there at the end. Um, made made that Louisville game extra sloppy. God, that was ugly. Whew. All right. So, well, if you missed it, here is the Mike Leach. Mike Leach candy on. We talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your favorite Halloween candy, candy corn? I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Um, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, well, gummy bears. Let's see, uh, gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? Uh, um, the the, the hairbow. It's got to be the hairbow ones. And then uh, the other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the the uh, sprees in a box, outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. And then the latest, the, the latest, you know, there's still candy innovation. Although a while back I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall, because <laughs> they have gummy everything. And then, uh, but the uh, um, the. Uh, you know, they have those Nerds Clusters, which is new. With the gummy. Yeah, which is good. The Nerds Clusters is good. And then if you go chocolate, uh, probably Almond Joy. Love it. Hopefully you'll get some of that next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you. Nerds Cluster. I don't really know particularly yeah. what that is. But <laughs> the I, I kind of want to try sounded, it, though. The only thing that sounded halfway decent. <laughs> yeah, he... I'm not a big sugary guy, um, but I, I'm all about nerds. When he said spree in a box, I was very confused. I don't know what would make them better out of like a movie theater style box versus just in the role. But I appreciate that, like that he has thought through it that much, and is that quick enough too, Justin, to recall that while on the sideline. His team just won forty-five to six, and he wants to talk a minute about what his favorite candy is. That's what a gym. Well, not a gym this week. Boo! Yeah, we're gonna get you, the pirate. We're gonna get you. He's yeah, he's such a league. strange guy, but so entertaining. Justin, your homework for this week is reach out to Mississippi State, see if we can get him on the show. All right, see what I can do. There that would go. be extremely entertaining. Well, I wouldn't say it's impossible. No, I, I'll reach I would out. also say too that like he is, we hear those clips, but he can also be so boring because he oh, always talks yeah. in that like monotone. So if you ask him, like he, he is just a, you, you really roll the dice with a Mike Leach press conference. You never know. He just reminds you of like an uncle, like your funny uncle. You enjoy talking to him, but there's some days it's just like, yeah, you know, he he doesn't want to be funny. Just wants to hang out. Just, do wants you all, to, just wants to live life. What's up, Justin? Do you all know the SID at Mississippi State? No. I don't, but I can I can figure it out for you. And you can figure it out, too. It's not yeah. that go to Mississippi thing State called Google. Website. I, don't, I don't have time. <laughs> okay, Trevor. I'll see what I can do. Uh, take out your second and second, buddy. Um, yeah, the other candy spoken like a true older person. No offense to the older listeners, but... Just not a not a good rattled off list. Maybe he meant nerds rope with the nerds cluster. Maybe I'm wondering that's kind of what I was thinking. Nerds ropes See, are good. I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah, and I, I was wondering if they did a thing where they had like nerds rope, but it's in a little ball. Like you use the rope material to make them little, you know, oh, like okay. he said, clusters. It, it is a thing called nerds clusters. Um, yeah, and it looks exactly like that. 
Oh, nice, nice. Uh, also, we're not going to get into like the whole candy corn. Is it good or bad? That is like the worst radio trope. That's worse than is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I mean, we've already done we've already done that with candy corn. I like candy corn. I find it good. If you don't like it, that's okay too. Yeah, I just it's whatever. Like uh, if it's out, I'll have a couple. I'm probably not going to buy it, but it's fine. I do think we need to bring up more vaccine mandate talk. Oh no, <laughs> God. God. Let's go to a break. We will come back. We need to get, uh, we'll get to the Thornton's text line. We got a lot over oh, the weekend. It is popping. Folks. It Love really it. is. It really is. As a little reminder too, we got uh, some feedback on the show. Good, good stuff. We really appreciate everybody listening. I think people are just pumped up for a good, exciting, historic UK football season, but we appreciate everybody that's been listening and everybody that's been getting the podcasts as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday live on the Big X, 96.1 FM in Louisville, 14.50 AM in Louisville, but plenty of ways to listen, including asking your Alexa or Big X Sports Radio or to play Big X Sports Radio or your Siri to play Big X Sports Radio. We've got a lot more KRC to get to on today's show. It's Monday. It's rainy. It's kind of a it stinks, but it's a game week again, and the kerosene is pumped up. You'll get pumped up too. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You bite your tongue. Walker and Roush. Got a kook. He's a brave and a decent man. He's a pioneer. He lived with his mother till he was 40. She tried to poison his oatmeal. Erroneous. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. Make up your mind. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Text on into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. And after you do, or whether you do or don't, go on and pop in a Thornton's shop. Get yourself some donuts, some coffee. It's the best way to start a week. It's a rainy Monday. Why the heck not? Why the heck not? You deserve it. Go in, pop in. Thornton's, it's delicious. Uh, these guys love their breakfast sandwiches and burritos and all the different assortments uh, i'm a sweet guy so I, I give me the give me the donuts and then from what i hear their coffee top of the line yeah it really really is great way to start your work week i'll be stopping there before i head to lexington for mark stoops's weekly press conference uh we only heard from him once last week it was a little light on material um, i did think that he at least talked about how they're approaching the transfer portal, which was noteworthy. Um, and, and one guy they were looking at in the transfer portal was actually visiting elsewhere. Taj Harris, a Syracuse wide receiver. He was down in Oxford officially visiting to watch the Rebels clean up the LSU Tigers on Eli Manning Day. So uh, I hope you all got on, hopped on the Ole Miss train because uh, they weren't losing on Eli Manning Day. I did. Um, I did, but old Miss as well. Uh, I hope everybody got on the Texas A&M train because South Carolina is garbage. Yeah, yeah. Garbaggio. Really, really bad at the game of football. Might have uh, been the easiest lock of the week. Um, I, I just want to get ahead of this, too, um, oh, because 
I, I, I did at least send this text to someone saying, you know what, credit to Hypel for at least getting this team to to try this year. But like this narrative of Josh Heupel being great, I mean, they still got, you know, did, couldn't cover a 25-point spread in a supposed rivalry game. Like the, there's going to be a lot of talk about Josh Heupel being great and blah, blah, blah. And right now they're what, four and three, maybe? And they're going to be kind of fighting to get to a bowl game, uh, getting some bowl eligibility with some tough games down the road. So we're going to be hearing a lot about that, about how great of a job Heupel has done going into that game at Kentucky next Saturday. Mark Stoops, please take care of business and beat the snot out of them to lock up SEC Coach of the Year. We don't we don't need any more of this Josh Heupel nonsense. Hey, hey, got to get through Mississippi State first. But I'm, I'm all for it. I think we figured out Tennessee's going to go to a bowl game because I think they've got four wins and they have – uh, some crappy team, and then Vanderbilt, another crappy team. Mm, so that yeah. that would be five, that would be five and six right there. Uh, but th- no need to give them another one when that game rolls around on hopefully what will be a, a chilly November evening at the Krogue. But Mississippi State first, and that's uh, yeah. been a tough place for Kentucky for whatever reason. You kind of mentioned it there earlier in the first segment. This Mississippi State team, it's tough to get a feel for what who they are, what they can do. Uh, they have lost and played close to some bad teams. Alabama beat the snot out of them, but that's really nothing unusual. It's the win at Texas A&M that's a little head-scratching for for most with this Mississippi State team because A&M's a solid football team, and they went in there and looked really good. So they, they've shown the capability of being able to play good teams competitively, teams of Kentucky's caliber, similar to Kentucky's caliber, competitively. And they've also shown that teams much worse than Kentucky can – can beat them, can play with them, uh, and make things interesting. So no idea really what to expect, what to make. It's a place Kentucky hasn't won since – is 06, right, Roush? Uh, I believe it's 09. Uh, Rich Brooks beat Sylvester Croom in like a really ugly game. Uh, okay. M- Mississippi State's weird too. They, I know that Alabama is going to mess with these stats a little bit, but they're third in rush defense, but ninth in scoring defense in the SEC. Give up a lot of points, but not a whole lot of rushing yards. So, um, you know, maybe another game for Will Levis. Yeah, and their passing defense is in the bottom of the SEC as well. So, well, um, you, you hope that the bye week didn't stop Will Levis's momentum because he was slinging it around pretty well. Yep, the last well. couple games. And uh, on the flip side, all right, another challenge for the Big Blue Wall. I thought that they were going to be able to create some holes and rushing lanes for UK's running backs. Uh, early on in the game, looked like they could do that just briefly, but then that kind of got filled up by probably one of the best front lines in the history of college football. That being said, Mississippi State, a lot of teams don't have impressive rush numbers on them. See if you can can do that as well. Another challenge for the big blue wall, which which I'm uh, excited to, to see what they've got. I'm pumped up for this game. We've got all week to talk about it. Any other quick hitters on it? We're probably going to get back to it in hour number two, but I did want to get to blue-white game. Okay. Um, uh, yes, we can certainly get to blue white game. Um, and you know, uh, I actually one quick hitter. Cause I mentioned recruiting, uh, Keontae Goodwin went on his official visit this weekend to Alabama. He, he's going to take a few more officials after starting the season, going to a bunch of Kentucky games and still firm in his still strong as his commitment with Kentucky. I know some, uh, fans are, you know, got a little worried because he was posting more pictures, but he said nothing's changed. 
I, I think if there was going to be any pause at all about any of his comments, TJ, it was the ones that said, like, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm go- I, right now I'm firm with Kentucky. I'm going to make my visits and then afterwards see what school's best for me, which I'm sure there were some Kentucky fans that saw those from on threes, Chad Simmons, and were like, oh, I, I like everything except this. I'm going to sit down and think more about everything and pick the best place for me at that time here in like a month. Like, isn't Kentucky the best place for you? Word salad at the end of the day, like no duh, you -hmm. you wouldn't be taking these visits if you weren't considering what making a decision for ending up at the place that's best for you. So you wouldn't really expect him to say anything differently. Well, you wouldn't expect him to feel anything differently. I suppose if he's taking these visits, he's clearly considering potential options and you can't really blame them. I don't, at least I don't think anybody should one. It's a stranger. So why do you care what a stranger decides ultimately what to do, but we want Kentucky to be good at football and he's a really, really good football player. So you want to land him, but it's Alabama, you know, some of these places it, it, you got to be doing your due diligence and yes, in a perfect world, he's not taking these visits, but that's not, that's not the world that we have. That's not the reality that we have in this situation. So he's taking them. Fans were freaking out like on, on Saturday evening and then Sunday morning. I saw people like, oh, gosh, he's going to flip. Look at how happy he is. It was only like three tweets, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> then he went more of a – and then he went on more of a tweet thread, if you will, on Sunday where it actually did kind of turn out to be like, oh, boy, he did have a lot of tweets, and he always had like something nice to say about pretty much everybody at Alabama – uh, really seemed to to get along with a lot of folks there. So I do get the little concern. I didn't really understand it after Saturday, but after Sunday, you put it all together. Seemed like he really, really enjoyed himself. But this is big boy recruiting, Roush, and this is somebody relatively in your backyard, if you will. You've got good, you've got good connections with Goodwin. So let him go check out every place. He'll be back at Kentucky. Don't worry about that. You'll get another chance to make an impression on him and just find a way to, to bring it home. I, I'm not really worried about it. I think uh, he'll end up being a wildcat, but I'm, that may just be optimistic thinking. He is a five-star now for what it's worth. Not sure we brought that up. I think I did. Yeah. I think yeah. we did last week. But anyways, yeah, uh, I think like a top 15, top 20 player on that on one recruiting service on three, I think. Yeah, yeah, top 15. He, I think he's top 20 with 24-7 now. They bumped him up as well. Um, but I, the uh, the thing about this visit, too, and just this recruit, man, the pictures with Nick Saban are funny looking just because he makes Nick Saban look uh, so tiny. But I, I do get the sense, like, like, Shay was worried, like, oh, man, it looks like he had a great time. It's like... Doesn't everybody have a great time on an official visit to Alabama? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think the biggest thing for me that I would, I don't know if the words worry about, but like part of the reason why he's all in on Kentucky is because it does feel kind of like family there. And, and I think that's what's, what's most important is that he has a really long relationship with the Wildcats and, that is what's going to be tough to to really trump. It really is because I, I don't care how many times you shake hands with Nick Saban. Nick Saban's a freaking robot, <laughs> you know. Like he he is who he is, and, and I don't know if he can provide that kind of familial touch that he that he's getting from the University of Kentucky. So 
still feeling good about where the Cats stand as of right now. Uh, but hey, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Be awfully good if you if you keep this winning up. Uh, that That's important. I, I think like you said it when it comes to the fans, keep showing up, keep winning, good things keep happening. And that that's exactly uh, the case here. Well, that's the thing, though, is he went to Alabama and looked like he, like, loved the family atmosphere, met Miss Terry, uh, like, was just speaking on everybody down there. So kind of showing that his connections with Alabama, while maybe not don't run as deep as they do at Kentucky, I think that's what kind of worried folks, though, is, yeah, he does have the connections with UK, but, oh, goodness gracious, seems like he does at Alabama, too. But you're right. It's Alabama. You've got to have fun on that visit. Everybody would. You should. and. Let's just hope the relationships went out on Kentucky's end. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, the same with all this stuff. There's no sense in panicking about it because it's not going to change anything. Right, right, right. And like, hey, hey you know, it, this is going to happen next weekend. He's going to be sharing pictures from Michigan State too on his official visits. He's having a good time. You know, it's it's just, enjoy it. You know, he he's been dealing with this crap for a long time. These are the times where he he should be enjoying his recruiting visits. So. Uh, go out there, Keontae. Have a ball. Have a ball. All right, let's finish this hour one with a little blue-white talk. Did Nick Roush watch the game? Yes, yes. Now, I I, I admit that I wasn't wasn't locked in on my computer tweeting and going crazy. Um, I had it on the iPad while I'm making chili and, you know, hanging out with Duke. Duke was a big fan. He he does enjoy watching basketball more than uh, hike ball, which is uh, football. Uh, I think he can, you know, he, he he can tell when the ball is going in or not a lot better. So um, he was a big fan of watching Oscar Shibway run up and down the floor. Dude, as much as we talked about him being physical, I, I, I enjoyed seeing his athleticism that I didn't necessarily know was there. And I enjoyed watching Damian Collins work. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise. I, I worry about him holding up against some of those bigs in the SEC, and I'm going to. But I didn't know he could hit a three pointer. I don't know how many he's going to shoot during the season, but man, that was uh he he looked good out there. No, he looked awesome and uh, excited about what he can bring to the table. Just the the nice thing about it with Damian Collins is you don't have to rely on him in November or December yeah. if he ends up taking more time. That's fine. Take as much time because you you can see the raw athleticism and skill level that he's got just right then and there. It's just kind of when it all clicks for him, being able to go with the college speed, which speed doesn't look like it's going to be an issue for him. He runs like a gazelle, but uh, just the the physicality of it, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a learning curve getting to the college level, not to toot my own horn toot toot, but I yeah. said Oscar Shibway would be the MVP. It's, it's easy kind of for bigs to have good numbers in this game, especially when they're switching teams and all that stuff, but was impressed by him just more so, not with, not you know he could dunk. That's fine. That's great. We know that he could. He's going to have a lot of dunks this season, and I don't really care so much about his jump shot. I, I same same thing that you said. Just a different angle for me was running the floor looked really good. I was mm-hmm. just impressed, kind of, with how fluid he was running, catching, being able to put it on the floor if he had to. Not an ideal situation, but still could do it. And then just being able to pass out of the post as well. He just seemed. Like he was a lot more fluid than the last time we saw Oscar Shibway play at West Virginia, and that's that's uh, that's a good thing. He just kind of seemed a little stiff at times when he was with West Virginia, but yeah, he he looked athletic. That's going to be big for him. Still, at the end of the day, 
go up and get rebounds. He did, he showed that he's going to do that, going to be able to do that. Uh, you're going to have to do it against guys bigger than you from time to time, certainly guys taller than you. You didn't have so much of that against the, the competition in the blue-white game. But you need to defend, you need to rebound, you need to be tough in the paint. But it's nice knowing that on a team that should have a lot of shooters, Nick Roush, which we'll talk about the shooting here soon, on a team that should have a lot of shooters, you've got a lot of people that are willing passers, good passers, can get the ball from in the paint to outside, from dribbling from the outside into the paint and then kicking it back out. We saw that from Severe Wheeler. He yeah. was just throwing dimes left and right, get used to that. And then let me uh, take a brief shot at the goobers, the very few goobers who were hesitant or nervous about adding Severe Wheeler. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're clowns. Like that Idiots. dude, we're going to love this. We're going to love yeah. this guy. I, I will say he is – I don't know how he would be on every Kentucky team, but he's going to be exactly what this Kentucky team needs. And you you, you want to criticize the shooting or whatever it may be at Georgia. That's because this guy's just a, a true point guard. There's going to be so many times where he's getting into the lane and Kellen Grady is just going to be wide open in the corner for three. Or insert Dante Allen. Like, hell, I forget about Dante Allen, how he fits in – his he fits into this team. There's a lot of guys like that. That man Wheeler is going to help out so much in that regard. He's going to take some some of the stress out of Davion Mintz having the ball in his hands. Davion Mintz is a good penetrating guard when he doesn't have to be the point guard. So I I, I really I really think he Severe Wheeler is going to be a guy that uh, a very underrated addition to this team. We we look at a lot of the bells and whistles. Uh, you know, like Bryce Hopkins, it's fun to see like, oh, he's got a nice little mid-range game. Or, you know, like, But Wheeler's one of those that we're going to overlook at times, but he, he's going to be a dude with five assists almost every game on that stat sheet. Justin, did you watch the blue-white game at all? I did not. No, I would have if I had yeah. remembered, um, but I forgot. <laughs> it's okay. That's not okay. You know what? It's not okay. Oh. Was, was Oscar really the MVP, though? Oh, yeah, he was. He was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. E Easily. Both if you watched and if you just went by the stat sheet. Uh, he, he was pretty good. You were right uh, in that he was just going to gobble up like a million rebounds. Yeah. yeah. And it, but, I, hey, shout out to UK. That was be better than I was expecting. Maybe I'd set the bar so freaking low that, like, anything would be good. But that was competitive. They tried. Uh, they, you're, they were tired at times, you know, it kind of wore on them. I think they ended the game a little early, made the second half the running clock. But I, I was happy with the competitive level. That was, if that's a basketball appetizer, I was satisfied. So I'm, this, I'm, ready, this, I'm ready for the main dish. This may be an ignorant question, but so they do Big Blue Madness and have a blue-white game every year? Yep. Correct. Then yeah, then the whole big blue madness thing makes sense to me that they just make it entertain entertaining. I mean, you get you have to wait what two weeks and then you get a blue white game. Well, a week, and yeah. I, I'm just then don't do the scrimmage at the big blue madness. And then do something, do right. other things. Do okay, so they do scrimmage at big blue madness. It's just crap. Yeah. That yes. Gotcha. Okay. Trying to trying to get all my ducks in a row here. So what was your overall big take? That like don't get mad. Well. How'd you know that they didn't? You just seemed uncertain if they did the scrimmage at Big Blue Madness, but your overall point was don't get upset if they have a poopy scrimmage at Big Blue Madness? Oh, no, no. So I didn't know they scrimmaged at Big Blue Madness, was my take. So I, I just, I didn't under, I don't understand the whole 
getting mad about Big Blue Madness and everything it is. I mean, make it fun if you get a if you get a blue white scrimmage a week later. Because like, see, for instance, Indiana doesn't do like a red white scrimmage or whatever. It's you get what you get it at the Midnight Madness or Hoosier Hysteria, whatever we call it now. Um, so the fact that Kentucky has Big Blue Madness and a blue white scrimmage makes it a little different for me. I think it's called Hoosier Hyperbole. Is what ah, zinger. Is, is what they call it nowadays. And no, that's the issue. Is the, they do a scrimmage in the Big Blue Madness, and it's complete garbage, and they don't yeah, scrap try. That. And I don't think there's any rules saying you couldn't do two competitive scrimmages, though. Like, I don't think you'd be giving out too many secrets to future opponents by having two inter-squad scrimmages that at least for 10 minutes or so are somewhat competitive. I don't think that's asking too much, but because this was fun. Friday night was good. Yeah. I like seeing it. Uh, Roush, kind of a hot take, and we need to close up hour one here soon, and we've got a really jam-packed Thornton's text line for hour number two. Men, or, uh, I'll get to Mints here in a moment. Ty Ty and Wheeler playing. They will be on the floor a mm-hmm. lot, and they should be on the floor together a lot. I think you yep. saw a little bit of how that can work. And also, when that game started, you can't really scoreboard watch in a blue-white scrimmage because they switch teams, so it's hard to do that. But it was it was the new and younger guys who were kind of including Wheeler. He's not a younger guy, but he is one of the new guys. It was some of the new and younger guys that were dominating that scrimmage when Blue got ahead big, going against some of the more kind of veteran people that you wouldn't expect to get kind of housed as much in that game. So that was something I, I found interesting. But Ty Ty and Wheeler are going to be on the floor a lot. It could be as simple as between Dante Allen, C.J. Frederick, Kellen Grady, and, yes, Davion Mintz, who is totally beloved and rightfully so, they could be fighting for one spot, Roush. And it could simply be as much as who is shooting well, who goes in there and makes the most of their three-point shots. Because Kellen Grady, he's going to be a player that, if he's not knocking down his shots, I don't think we're going to see a lot of them. And I'm going to be okay with that. Uh, he missed a lot in the scrimmage, which was disappointing because the players can get him open shots. But mm-hmm. I bet he also will have some games where he knocks down like five. I think him and Mintz are pretty similar players, in my opinion. Yeah, it just not as much juice, a little bit more size. He, yes. I, I've always considered him like a Darius Miller-type zone buster that's just going to be crafty in the paint if a team tries to zone you where he can just hit a little mid-range shot. Um, but I do like that you can play with a lot of space. With this team, we've got to see it against an actual opponent. Uh, but you you are correct in that, you know, it's kind of... Uh, if you're John Calipari, normally you have a good idea of who it's going to be. But in this instance, it's kind of almost like who's going to have the hot shooting night and you almost want to flip a coin. Knowing John Calipari, I think he's ultimately going to go with who's going to play the best defense out of those guys. And then that's who it will be most of the time, which I would probably say is maybe Mintz, right? I don't know. Mintz, if he gets a bad matchup, he he can get abused. He's got to be guarding the right. He's got to be guarding the right person. Depends on how big they are. Yeah. Yeah. You may be right. And I got a lot more to say about all of it as well. And you're going to see lineups too, where you're going to be playing four guards or, you know, you'll you'll consider CJ Frederick or Dante Allen, that fourth guard. They got to be able to rebound. That's as long as you can get some of those. That's why I think Grady does end up playing a lot of minutes because he can do a lot of the little things that Cal likes, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be fascinating. we got a lot more to say about it. We're going to close out this hour. Hour one is done. We're going to do the Daily Double. We'll come back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Well, the come crooks up. are out And the streets are gray 
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, and my, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> I love I love this. <laughs> Nick Roush, nowhere to be found to start hour number two. If you see Nick Roush, you let us know. Is it a dead laptop? Who knows? Was it a stinky diaper from Duke? Not for me to say, but now he has arrived. Nick Roush, what took you so long? I got caught up pre-writing a Tennessee-Kentucky uh, kickoff time post. I, you know, I just wanted to throw some shade at the Vols. I got a little carried away. Wait, we have? do we have the time? No, we'll get it at like noon. I just like to write it before. It'll be a night kickoff. It's sold out. You know, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a night game. You don't know that. What's the other games that day? Let's take a peek. I'm hey, sure while I take while while I pull it up, why don't you do an ad read for somebody? I'll tell our good friends about Salsaritas Woo-hoo. that you need to get Salsaritas. You know what's really great with Halloween candy? Catered Salsaritas for your Halloween party. You can. Oh, that, trick- that, we are we are getting that for our uh, Halloween party. No joke. We oh. made made the decision yesterday. We will be Man. getting some Salsaritas. Man, and you're going to have the game on, so it's like a nacho table tailgate where you got all the wildly addictive chips with the fresh salsas, the guacamoles, the quesos, the well-marinated meats. Um, I I know you're going to pick out the right order, TJ, because as much as you can be picky, and I like to give you heck for it, you can't go wrong with Salsaritas. They've got two locations. Just download the app before you order your catering or before you go because you're going to get a ton of points. You get points for referring to friend. You get free salsaritas, free tacos. Treat yourself to salsaritas today, tomorrow, this weekend, all the time because it's the best of the best. Check them out in Middletown or St. Matthews. Download the app before you go. Salsaritas. It's the best. Yep, we're going to be getting that. Uh, very excited about it. And it is just going to be the easiest thing. Normally, in years past, I shouldn't say normally because we haven't done that exclusively, but in years past, we've gotten pizza. Um, mm-hmm. But pizza schmizza, right? Like nobody remembers a party and says, yeah, they're ordered pizza from generic pizza company was great. But they'll go to a party and they'll say, you know, they had a they had a nacho table tailgate. I'd never heard of it before. Oh, and oh my gosh, it was just it was killer. Well, and like the pizza gets a little cold too. Like that, that's not going to be the case with salsaritas because they give you the little burner things too. The little they, um, they really, really yeah. I mean, they, they hook you up. They hook they you up to make sure it's tasty throughout the night. Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, the week of November 6th, the, the Saturday, November 6th, it's in the running for like, it's a, it's a good SEC day, unfortunately for UK, Tennessee. I'm biased and like Kentucky. So, but that is a, a rivalry game. Other games that day, Missouri, Georgia, that has <clears throat> maybe a nooner written all over it. LSU, mm-hmm. Alabama, Big names, but obviously LSU. I mean, Alabama is going to be a twenty-four point favorite in that game. At least, yeah. So that's that doesn't have much. Liberty, Ole Miss, which is just all sorts of sexy. Mm. That, yeah, that's be a night going game. back. Yeah, that's got to be a night game, right? Yeah, I would think so. How is that game happening? <laughs> like that's uh, that's yeah, that's sweet. I did not know this. That, that 
Shout out to Ole Miss for making it happen. They had to know that Hugh – I mean, Hugh Freeze has been there like three years now. Yeah. You would think that they would have known that when scheduling, but I don't I don't know how far out – you know how some of these games are. At least Liberty's an independent, so, you know, maybe they could have been done on shorter notice. I hope they scheduled this knowing they were bringing Hugh Freeze back, which pretty crazy to have Wayne Kiffin going back to Knoxville and then Hugh Freeze going back to Ole Miss within a month <laughs> of each other. People forget Hugh Freeze was doing well at Ole Miss. That That's kind of the uh, thing about it is like – the fact he's not at Ole Miss was isn't because he wasn't doing well. Man. And Liberty, he's done very well at Liberty. They are this season six and two. Their two losses, one, a three-point heartbreaker at Syracuse. And I remember seeing that game. It was a Friday night game, yeah. And then, good call. And then their other loss, a three-point heartbreaker to Louisiana Monroe, who has been absolutely yeah. stellar. Since, four wins. Uh, I guess actually maybe. What are they? At? They have four now. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 four and four two. And three. Four and three. Or four and three. Yeah. Shout out to Terry Bowden. A lot of people were hating on that hire. Man, quadrupling the wins they got from last season. Well done. Well done. They have the second most wins in the Sun Belt. So uh, that's tied crazy. For second most wins in the Sun Belt. So congrats to uh, congrats to them. So that that's kind of exciting. Allow me to continue. Sorry, I'm getting down a rabbit hole of Liberty. That's crazy. I just did not know that they were playing that game. Auburn versus Texas A&M. That's probably your CBS game. That probably beats out Tennessee, Kentucky, unfortunately for the CBS spot, Mississippi state, Arkansas. That's no slouch of a game. You would think that's maybe sec network night game. And then Florida, South Carolina. I'm not sure what you do with that one. So I don't think it's conclusive that Tennessee, Kentucky is a lock for an evening game. I would say odds are that they are, but I'd only say maybe it's like a 50, I'd put seven or seven thirty at like a fifty percent chance, and then split noon and like three thirty between the other two options. Twenty five, yeah. twenty five. Yeah, in it's I, I, I'm trying to think back. Tennessee, Kentucky. It's been a night game at the Krogue for as long as I can remember. Right. The the, Rourke the seventeen game win. The Rourke game was an afternoon game. Yeah, I mean that was ten years ago. But like the last two meetings were night games. Right? Yeah. Bowden got stopped at the goal line. Uh, You know that was at night. The Stephen Johnson that was at night. Um, And I I can't remember fifteen off the top of my head. Uh, But hey, Kentucky's won what two two of the last four? I think fifteen was after the Breeders' Cup, and that was yes, that's true. Yes, so good call. So three straight night games. Uh, hosting them but like you said there's there's a little bit more out there it, it does feel like an sec network saturday night special though just because of the both teams have kind of lived in that time slot because they they know that they can get decent ratings even if it is off of the the big one but we'll find out today at noon um we don't need to look ahead to tennessee anymore suck it falls suck uh, it you gave up a 50 burger and lost by 28 so don't don't come at me with the Oh, Josh Hype was actually good. Like you gave up fifty and you lost by twenty-eight. Suck it. If, if they didn't blow it against Alabama, the Tennessee Kentucky game probably would be the CBS game. Tennessee probably would have been ranked and it would have been all hunky dory. But Tennessee had losers. to go blow it at Alabama. Uh, what losers? Hey, let's get to the Thornton's text line, a place where there are no losers, only winners. Lots of winners, except you, Palmley, bro. 
Ah, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. And I'm coming in completely fresh for this text line, except for the ones I sent over, like the first four. So excited to see what people had to say from uh, a sports-filled weekend. The texter says, when it consistently gets below 70 in the house with a fire rolling and heat on, baby, I do not do cold or even cool weather. I don't care for the humidity, but I'll take that over chilly all day, every day. My favorite weather is 110 to 120 degree dry heat of Las Mm. Vegas. Heaven. Yeah, nope, not me. This yeah, texture's sounds, after my heart. It sounds like the worst text I've ever read. Yeah, pretty bad text. Your favorite weather is 110 to 120. Yeah, that, you're just lying. You're Las lying. Vegas, that's Las Vegas dry heat. I don't care. I don't care. I don't it's care. Different. I'm so I'm so sick of hearing about dry heat. It's 110 <laughs> to 120 degrees. I don't care if it's the driest of dry heats. It's 110 to 120 degrees. Get the hell out of here. You're saying you'd prefer that over just like a nice 60-degree day, 70-degree even? Hell, what's wrong with like 80s? What's wrong with like San Diego weather? You're lying. You're lying. Y'all keep enjoying your snow. Lies. Yeah, snowing in San Diego. (laughs) You guys think think, Go ahead. Yeah. Do you guys think the lack of workers has a lot to do with DoorDash and Uber or Uber Eats? You make pretty decent money just driving around versus having to go into work and be somewhat presentable. Not sure if that's the reason not many people are working as much in the food industry, but I just wonder what is the true reason to the huge shortage. I mean, I, I bet that plays a little bit into it, but I feel like those kind of jobs too, people kind of do those. Like, I, I don't know how many people do those full time and make like good money doing that full time. I think if you are like cool driving around anywhere from like eight to 12 hours a day, you can make decent money doing that stuff. That That's my understanding of it. Don't know if that's totally accurate, but I, I think if you're willing to kind of commit to long days, it's enough to, to kind of be sustainable. And I don't doubt that that plays a role between that Uber, uh, the Uber Eats, like you said, Wacky Idea Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We need to do like a a worker's uber where like oh. a fast food place could be like we need somebody just for this 11 to 3 shift we're giving out 1875 15 dollars an hour whatever it is you know and then people can just show up and be like yeah i you, you maybe have to take a class just to be like worker certified and you'd be like yeah i'm here for that four o'clock shift boom you work it and then later on you can just go to a completely dis- different restaurant take up a working shift there could really be useful for like waiters and and, uh servers as well although you wouldn't know potentially the menu but genius idea nobody goes stealing it yeah but isn't that just a a temp yeah but this is like quicker quicker, faster it's all on an app come on stay you gotta it's we're moving quick you gotta stay with apps apps oh so woof (laughs) if you don't like if you don't chew big red bleep you says one texter (laughs) classic uh, have you ever gone on YouTube and just watched all of the uh, ads that they cut for that movie? Because a lot of them didn't make the the final cut. There's it's it's a few minutes long, and it's uh, I have seen it. Yes, it's yeah, very funny. Very funny. <laughs> the Tomahawk Five Thousand from Walmart. <laughs> a texter says, "I get it's his uncle, but Roush is going way overboard with the Purdue love, more like Perdone, and they oh Perdone man, big big time. God, God did another." They? Another texter after my heart. Man, they um whoo. Oh goodness. That um the first touchdown they gave up when it's a tackle for loss, and then you let the dude just run 25 yards to the end zone. Like he had him wrapped up and oh so bad. 
they couldn't run the ball all day. Uh, I mean, I just – and then they even had um, – th- th- so they got a little momentum. Carl Loftus gets a scoop and score. They've got the lead. They're driving to take a bigger lead before half and then throw just a terrible almost pick six. Uh, they were able to hold Wisconsin to a field goal, but – Man, r- rough day for the the Brommer makers. Rough tried, day. Wisconsin's just got their number. I tried telling you all. Luckily, Texas A and M hit, or I would have been real mad. I didn't make that my lock because that was easy money. Oh, suck it, Justin. You should have made Ohio State your lock because the Hoosiers stick. I should have. Hey, you know what though? When we were on our fifth string quarterback, uh, one of my sport betting apps put up Ohio State minus thirty two and a half live line. Easiest money I've ever made in my life. <laughs> We're on our fifth string quarterback. How are you not putting Ohio State minus fifty at that point? You did have the the freshman come in and run a play that worked out pretty well. I guess. No, I, I stopped watching midway through the third quarter, so I couldn't tell you. It was so, terrible. would you say that your bet on total wins between IU and UK is not looking great? That hence why I already paid you all for it. Yes, I was just double checking. Yeah. We had another game okay. to see where you were yeah. at on it. The confidence level fills up. Or I, I honestly probably should have paid that after like week three for being completely truthful. Well, hey, at least he had last season. That's right. TJ liking candy corn was the lock of the century. Trash candy for a trash palate. Hey, suck <laughs> it, buddy. I, do, I, I can get why people don't love candy corn. And, I, and, you know, at the end of the day, do I really love it? It does fall into my when you only have it at one point of the year category. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, but I, I don't understand people who like hate it i mean it's right it's just, right you know it's just candy especially the chocolate kind if you've ever had that oh my gosh no, haven't had that so that's good not, that's not candy corn justin it is it's candy corn with chocolate on the bottom instead of the white part yeah it's chocolate candy corn that's different than just your regular no like, it's the same yeah chocolate to anything people are going to be more likely to probably like it at <laughs> least in the realm of candy it's put me in that category Chili and beer all weekend at the Roush house. Prayers to Mrs. Roush and Duke. Yeah, we had our, our big chili cook-off. And they, there was probably, I don't know. Uh, I, I, you know how you go to uh, like a uh, like a church picnic or something like that, and they've, guess how many jelly beans are in the jar? And you win something if you get it close enough. Maybe. I wanted to play that game with babies and chilies. Because there were so many kids running around, so many chilies, uh, and, uh, and dogs, too. There was like four or five dogs running around. Uh, the rain pushing everybody inside became a lot of crying babies. So That sounds yeah. horrible. It sounds absolutely horrible. Well, we, we weren't inside for long. I mean, it was, it was probably like 6, 6.30 by the time we went inside. So I bet we only stayed 30 more minutes before... Duke was ready to go home. Um, but it was a ton of fun, though, when the weather was nice. Because, uh, like, you know, the, the older kids kind of keep the young ones busy, and they were all playing with chalk, you know. It's it a good time, real good time. And yeah, the thing that's nice right. about Dixie Cups of Chili is I run into this sometimes when you go to a wedding and it's got really food. You end up eating too much, and you can't enjoy your beers, really. Uh, having the little Dixie Cups, you just get, like, one or two at a time. Then you go have another beer or two. Then you come back for more. It was a great, great balance. Great balance. It sounds like a blast until everybody had to go inside and be clustered and around kids and chili farts. Yeah, lots of chili farts. I was trying to stink out my opponents on the basketball court yesterday. It didn't work, though. 
a texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Hopkins looks like the best player on the court. Holy. I don't agree with that sentiment. But I, yeah. I, I, lo- I liked what I saw. You know, like Keon Brooks, you're on you're on watch, buddy. Yeah, that's that's a good point too. I mean, because uh, Hopkins, he he was money shooting the ball, and and that's what yeah. Keon needs needed to work on in the offseason. And I saw it from Hopkins. I didn't necessarily see it from Keon. Granted, it was one scrimmage, um, but it, it was it's good to see that from Hopkins. Yeah, and I, he he's got a good he's got good size to him. He's got a nice touch. He could be a really nice basketball player someday. I hope uh, we see a, a good portion of that maybe during this time at Kentucky, or at least he comes into that player because he, he's got he's got as much potential as I, think, as I think anybody else on the floor. And that may that's maybe the hottest take I've said in weeks because Ty Ty Washington really impressed where he's at as a as a freshman and. I haven't watched any Gonzaga games. By the way, this is like secret scrimmage season, so you're going to start hearing a lot about secret scrimmages. Yeah. Supposedly, Duke gave Villanova the business. Oh. And a secret scrimmage. And uh, that Paolo Banchero is just the stud of all studs, which, you know, everybody knew he was going to be really good, but supposedly he's better than even people thought early on. That's disappointing to hear because he's a Duke player, but it's not maybe the most surprising thing in the world. I do think it's fair to start questioning who is going to guard him on Kentucky. Got to be like Keon Brooks, which, you know, it's a big matchup for him. But this is a good, maybe a good opportunity for Hopkins to shine. I do like you're going to have a lot of bodies to throw at him. You want to maybe try to bother him with a little length and size? All right, see if Damian Collins can do anything with him. You got to keep Oscar down on, uh, who is it, Mark? Is it Williams, whatever the other, their big guy is. Yeah, man, yeah. You got to keep Shibway out of foul trouble, which is going to be a tough challenge. But if you can do that, then you can throw a lot of different people at Banchero where you can be aggressive and then just make him make tough baskets. And if he does that, then shut down everybody else and you should still be able to get a win. So, uh, but we, we've got weeks to talk about that stuff. I don't know if I've heard a name in the last five or six years like Paulo Banchero that screams should be a professional athlete of some sort. <laughs> like what a great name yeah he sounds more like a tennis player though that's right? true yeah thinking, yeah tennis for sure i was thinking beach volleyball oh <laughs> i can see that as well yeah absolutely. yeah man like, good call olympic gold after olympic gold yeah man great point uh just great points all around for brazil too that's uh <laughs> oh absolutely isn't sure. he, 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 i, I want to say is, is he puerto rican uh, like isn't is isn't he from somewhere else originally mm. and moved over? Am I right about that? Don't know. Say so let's just look it up and leave it at that, and then we'll come back to it if it yeah, is. Yeah, we can. But I remember Big Blue Drew. He drooled all over Paolo as like a sophomore. Uh, and yeah, he's awesome. Turns out he's been awesome for a long time and is going to be awesome. Would like for him to have a bad game against Kentucky. One of those recruitments that potentially Gosh. prompted Calipari to, to bring in some new, some new guys. Kentucky was right there in that recruitment, you know. Like it was, it like was that was another like surprise that when he popped when he did for Duke. I wouldn't say it's a, that was as surprising as Zion Williamson. The thing with the thing that people misremember with Zion, or maybe they don't, I don't know, is it, we weren't surprised he didn't go to Kentucky. Nobody really thought he was going to go to UK. What we were thinking is if there's going to be a surprise, it's going to be UK. But nobody thought it was going to be Duke. That's Everybody thought it was going to be Clemson. Like 99% of people thought it was going to be Clemson, and maybe 1% thought Kentucky. 
but it, it, it was Clemson, it was Clemson, it was Clemson. If there was going to be a surprise, it was going to be UK. And then it was not UK, and it wasn't Clemson, and it was just little Coach K grinning like a rat in the corner going, we got him, we got him. And they got him, and they end up not making the Final Four with him. So suck it to Duke and to Zion Williamson. Paolo Vincero. Paolo Vincero was more of like, hey, this is Kentucky. Kentucky, it looks like it's going to be Kentucky. Duke, oh, man. Yep, it's real, real bummer. Uh, it turns out he's Italian. Yeah. His father, uh, Mario, uh, is from Italy. So there we go. If Which his dad Mario name's Mario, he's 100% Italian. Well, but his, his mom's Rhonda, so he's oh. got 100% Italian. Yeah. Italian of, of Italian descent. Ma- Mario Banchero, too. That's a, that's a that's an indie car driver. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh, sounds like sex line. Tata pulling strings. He looked good. He's advanced. I like I like what I see. And again, you know, I'm not watching Gonzaga Nolan Hickman games, but I love Nolan Hickman. I'm not going to change my stance on him. I'll be following along, and you know he's going to be like a three or four year player at Gonzaga. So yeah. he's just going to he's going to like break the Gonzaga all time assist record. I wouldn't be shocked if he did that. He he is a really really nice player for this team for this year. Ty Ty was the better ad, especially if you were able to get Severe Wheeler. I think you got a better Nolan Hickman and Wheeler, and then you brought in Ty Ty, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more pow, a little more explosive, a little bam bam can can go out there and make big plays. I'm 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 right there with you, TJ. Right there with you. Uh, love you, TJ. But got to give a big old suck it to you in Boston. White Sox, Red Sox, clean socks, stinky socks. Don't matter. Strohs to the World Series, and they'll be playing the Atlanta Braves. Uh, which I saw somebody say that uh, they need to play international players anthem before every single game, and I'm hundred percent with that. Great song. Very underrated song. Love the Houston Atlanta shoutouts. Uh, that that series begins tomorrow at eight o'clock. So uh, Houston home field advantage. Don't know why or how anymore. They have, they have more wins. Got it. okay. Okay, wasn't sure, but I'll be cheering for the Braves. Suck it, villains. Astros suck it. Yeah, if I, I I thought the Dodgers were going to beat the Braves, and I'm not gonna lie, got excited when the Red Sox were up two one. Started dreaming big. They would have hosted the World Series if it would have been the Braves because they had more wins than Atlanta did in the regular season. Uh, and but congrats to Houston and and good luck. This Red Sox season was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't I, playoffs would have been a surprise for me at the start of the season. And not only they get they they eliminated the Yankees, they eliminated the Rays. Had a lot of fun. Uh, the only issue is I did kind of buy in when they were up two one. That's the only I, I yeah got my hopes up there a little bit. And then that game game four loss was pretty. I mean, it was over. That ninth inning just took the souls out of the Red Sox and never really recovered from it. A texter says, "Good morning, guys." It looks like we won the bye week and moved up three spots in the AP. That's cool and all, but the real reason I'm texting it is to tell you all that I finally found this space dust you all talk about sometimes, and holy Santa Claus, <laughs> it should be against the law of nature for 8% beer to go down that smooth. That's what I've been saying, Texter. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. Needless to say, I'll be enjoying a few more of those cold snacks next weekend when we embarrass Mississippi State down in Starkville to move up to 7-1. and one. Do college football playoff standings get released this week? Next week. Next week. Yeah. yeah so if Kentucky yeah. wins, it's going to, you're talking about a top 10. You should be in the top 10 at that point. If you're not, Correct. I'm fighting the college football playoff committee. 
Yeah, yeah. And especially the way that teams are going to be losing. Uh, I think it's Penn State, Ohio State this weekend, and Michigan, Michigan State. So a lot of teams, uh, hell, I guess, get the hell out of their Penn State. They aren't up there anymore. But there, there's going to be some teams that fall ahead of them. So that's a that's a very good point. And I, I will say, TJ, the wind, the weather is getting cooler. So I am cooling on the the light beers and starting to warm up to some, some heavier beers. It's that oh, time of the year. Getting so the hearty had, stuff. Yeah, had some Oktoberfest over the weekend. Like you know, that's that's a good that's a good kind of intro, you know. And then I'll, I'll be get I'll be dusting before you know it. Uh, just a warning on the dusting is it you will you'll pack on the pounds. Hey, uh, it's games. It's Halloween candy, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Uh, I think we're going to get a new family portrait taken. We've got to get it done soon before I blimp up. So. <laughs> And basketball, your basketball season's over too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's here, here they come. Here wow. come the pounds. <laughs> let's let's go to our let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. We have a long way to go on it. So let's waste no more time. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Gay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I've been involved in a number of cults, both as a leader and a follower. You have more fun as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, how? Weather starts to turn. I felt good outside this weekend, but when more rain, wet season, all that stuff, I don't know if it's really wet season. I think that's actually in the winter, spring, but it's raining. So it's definitely wet this season. Bobby Cook Golf Academy. It's indoors. You don't have to worry about the weather. You don't have to worry about the cold. You don't have to worry about the rain. You don't have to worry about anything at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. You're carefree when you're with Bobby C. And hey, that's pretty good. Pretty good. I like that. That was over good. Off, <laughs> over off exit four in Southern Indiana. If you need lessons or just want to play a virtual round or hit the virtual range, you go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com to learn more. Some of the best lesson rates in town. You get them forever. You can learn out. You can learn more information of why that is. You get the you get the recording of the lesson, and he'll tell you all the details about that when you book your lesson. Doesn't matter how good of a golfer you are, or if you're just getting started. He can fix you, and you will see your game instantly improve after just one lesson with Bobby Cook. Need to get back out there ourselves, but uh, baby, not yeah. much time. Yeah, yeah, that um, that happens. <laughs> it happens. You get a little busy, but I'm sure you're having a ball hanging out with old Lucy. Oh, yeah. And we're, oh man. Um, but we're going to have a ball in this Thornton's text line to finish up the show because there's some fantastic takes from our friends over the weekend. Like one texter, rubbing John's nose in it a little bit. Tennessee Titans get the big win today against a really bad Chiefs team. Suck it, John. We got you this year. Wow. And I, I know John has sent one in because uh, so, I saw it on the text line. I haven't read what it said, but I'm sure we'll get a reaction from him on the mm-hmm. Chiefs. Really, really embarrassing game and overall humiliating season. His parlay lock of the weekend went one for three. I was so disappointed because I bet it. 
Oh. I liked it too, John, for what it was worth. Can't believe it didn't hit. The texter says, underrated storyline on Bona recruitment, Cronin Cal beef. There's the story that Cal told Cronin in front of a large group of people that he'd take any recruit of his he wanted and to keep Cal's name out of his mouth. Plus UCLA number two in a Final Four last year. I just don't – I can't – Bona is not good enough for me to care so much about what he does. And and this is a this is a point of privilege take. I understand that as a Kentucky basketball fan – that we are in a position where I don't, I, I just don't get too bent out of shape. As I've mentioned time and time again, Lively was much more of a bummer because that dude is a freak. Bona could be a really nice college basketball player, but he could be a two or three year player. So why would you get so worked up about it? Kentucky can find somebody that can make a bigger impact in one year in the transfer portal. They, you, Kentucky could have potentially, if they wanted to go all in on Kofi Coburn, could have gotten him. Like an All-American could have gotten them. There's going to be – maybe there's not an option that good, but there's going to be good options that are that are going to be able to probably give you more than what Bona would do. But Kentucky's visiting him today, if you didn't see the news. He's coming off – Bona just officially visited UCLA this weekend. So he's closing in on a decision. Kentucky's trying to get in another word after the UCLA visit. But if he wants to go to Kentucky, great. I'll be excited about it. If he wants to go play for Mick Cronin – then Kentucky will get somebody that's better. I, I have no doubt about it. I, d- I do like that story, though. Cal just shutting Cronin the hell down, though. Mick Cronin can take out his suck it and suck it. God, that guy. Something about his face. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, what if Cal decided to retire and we wanted to really stick it to Mac and we brought Cronin in to kind of get that head-to-head back? Well, then Mac would still have to be here, though. Yeah, never in a million years want Mick Cronin on UK sideline. I I was getting ready to jump in there and say, like, are you all really talking about having Mick Cronin as head coach? No, no. And the thing is, like, if he, you know, UCLA is going to be good this year. I think they're a little overrated, but they're going to be good. And I I don't think they'll return to the Final Four, but I bet they will get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. So I, I don't doubt that if he has some success at UCLA, you'll hear his name thrown around for like Kansas and. Uh, maybe Kentucky someday. Absolutely not. Non-starter. No way, Jose. Not. I wouldn't even consider it. <laughs> um, we got a repeat text that's in here, but I'm one of. So I'm going to fast forward and say, yep. for Halloween, did you, you guys use a pillowcase as your trick or treat bag? Of course, nothing better than that because of the size was so long and it was no holds barred. <laughs> walking around each neighborhood, no holds barn. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not. I'm not holding on to a barn. I'm holding on to a bag. But the big, the big thing that was nice about it is you could. It was easily you could easily throw it over your shoulder and you know really run if you had if you had to to a certain extent because we parents, certainly were. My parents never let me do the pillowcase for Halloween. My brother, unrelated. Why? My brother would make uh, uh, like me and my friends, but we it'd be like one of us would be this person. We'd have to put a pillowcase over our head and like be on our knees in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And then all of my brother's friends would have pillows and they'd stuff them and make them really hard. And they would just beat the crap out of us until we touched one of them. And until we touched one of them, we just got just mercilessly beaten by pillows. Sounds they, like a, a game that only older brothers play with younger brothers. It, yeah, it was pretty horrible. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> wasn't fun. Not sure how we got talked into it more than once. I would like seriously to, <laughs> would like to think we probably got forced into it to some degree. I think they always told us that like we would get a turn, but they were four years right. older than us, so they just yeah. bum rush us and just get us. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the pillowcases for trick or treating absolute must. All right, why why would your parents not let you use a pillowcase, Justin? I don't understand. Like, wait, what? Wait, what? Hold on. Yeah, like what? What's the like? No, pillowcases are used for sleeping. I, I don't understand the justification behind. This. Yeah, I don't know if it was the only thing I can really think of is maybe because it was I was such a hyper kid already, and they just didn't want me to get that amount of candy. Um, yeah, every time I remember trick or treating, I always had just like the little. Y'all know the little pumpkin baskets that you just carry around. They got the pumpkin face on them with the handle. That's all they're I ever small, remember. Though. They and, are and, small, and, yeah. and they're and they're very light duty. You know, like you can only carry so much candy before that puppy's gonna break. Okay, so I didn't. I didn't get the chance to grow up and go to private schools and live in the South End, y'all. I mean, what, what little candy we got at Halloween was awesome. You, you just crossed two different came, worlds. Came from yeah, humble beginnings. Yeah. Yeah, you showed your <laughs> lack of Louisville knowledge with a comment like that. But that that that's the that's a socialist candy outlook by your parents. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. I, yeah, I don't wow. know why they never would. I, you know, socialist but, scooter. But thinking back, I don't know that we ever brought it up like, hey, our friends are getting to use pillowcases. Can we do that? I don't remember doing that either. So it's not entirely on them. Did you all not have like this as everything in America? Like, did you all not have contests to see who would get the most candy? Well, I think another big thing that goes into this is we didn't have nearly the amount of houses around us that you all had growing up. That's true. So we, I mean, we had to go, it was miles between houses. Sometimes you had to get in the car and drive <laughs> to other houses. I'm serious. Well, and then maybe, did y'all ever do like the, um, like we're, we're going to have every kid trick or treat in town at once. Was there like a set day where you would go and like, you'd go to the, the town square and have like a trick no. or treat thing. Nope. Oh, that wow. Was not Beacons. A thing. Just and it was doesn't. it was strictly October 31st every year is when you went to people's houses. Not a day early, not a day after. You're not getting candy on those days. Right. Right. I, I, I'm with you on that one. Well, I totally like that part. That. And yeah. I was actually going to tell people, but probably later in the week, stop asking. It's always on Halloween <laughs> in Louisville. It's always on how trick-or-treat. And I don't even have a kid that can trick-or-treat, although I uh, did go to Boo at the Zoo, which was really cute, although I did kind of feel like somewhat silly because it was just like, obviously my child is not enjoying this. Like it has no clue what's going on. And I guess at the end of the day, we're just here to like collect candy for a kid that can't even eat it, but basically just for us. But you know what? We did it and I got candy and it was fun. And I really did uh, enjoy the experience, but trick or treating always on Halloween. Yep. October 31st. And if the weather's bad, then that just stinks. Yep. Now, you just deal with it. I think people are really confused because Halloween or, you know, that Saturday is going to be where their people are having a lot of Halloween parties. If people want to trick or treat on that Saturday, feel free. Maybe people will give you candy. Maybe you won't. But October 31st, turn your lights on, have some candy ready. Don't be a don't be a Scrooge. I, I get when if you had like a church or something does like a trunk or treat earlier, but that's not like that's just a fun little extra. That's not Correct. the main show. Yeah, I can't believe Justin, your school didn't do something like we had a haunted hall, which was always kind of fun. It was like a haunted nah, house, but it was just a hall, and then there'd be trick or treating and stuff like that. I don't, I don't remember anything of the sort. Man, that's why I'm like, I'm not as big into Halloween as you two are. 
For and I feel like that's probably the reason because I didn't have those experiences growing up. <laughs> we didn't have neighborhoods to go to to get pillowcases full of candy. <laughs> but you can get into it now. Watch scary I, movies. I, I mean, I I do I dabble in some scary movies and hey, look, I'm still as small as a little child, so I could probably put on a costume and get away with it. Dollar in the jar. And secondly, <laughs> you've got like nieces and nephews. I'm sure they're adorable in their costumes. Yeah. I'm, I might have to take them out this year. Yeah. Just, yeah, just snag a few pieces here. Bring there. me a suitcase or a pillowcase <laughs> or a suitcase. <laughs> Do you guys think that our, uh, we got that one already? Is it me or is Halloween not as bonkers as it was back in the day? feel like it was slowed down in its intensity, which is simply unacceptable. It's probably just where you're at. Yeah, sure I think that's where it's it is. really lively. Some yeah. places it's not, and the neighborhoods probably go through some life cycles with families right. growing up and whatnot as well. So, yeah. uh, I, I bet in some places it's still absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I, and I think the big thing you hit it too is like the cycles of a neighborhood. Like my 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 parents' neighborhoods really popping again because as we grew, you know, people have aged out, moved on, and there's a new generation of kids on the block. So. Um, it's it's going to be nutty this Sunday, which I'm moving beforehand. We're getting movers to move all of our furniture, and I feel like that's the plot of a scary movie. You know, they moved in on Halloween morning, and oh, only yeah, to yeah. find out that Definitely. there's ghosts in the house. Yeah, you'll like hear some stuff that night, but you won't think anything of it because it's a new house. And then like two weeks later is when you're like, oh no. And then by three weeks, it you know. You Why didn't they start. tell us this was haunted? Uh! You better start and, and get out. Uh, a texture where we, um, <laughs> what are we, what are we on? Uh, there was nothing better than pulling up to the houses that had king size candy bars. Those houses were the OGs and will never be forgotten. Those houses and the houses where they had people scare you and you kind of knew that I was coming in. We also had a house in the neighborhood that was like the Dumfies where they were like, come on in for our haunted house. And they would like have their living room and kitchen where it was like a quick little uh, kind of haunted house type deal. Those were fun. Those people really got into it. I feel like that's going to be you down the road, TJ, when your kids get older. Uh, we didn't really do our, our best effort this year on the decorations. but uh, Understood. And there's this house in the neighborhood that's just so much better than mine. Oh, no. And like a few people that have come over to see the baby have like been like, man, that one, you know, they always comment on that one. <laughs> oh, and it's just digging at you. There's going to be one year where it's like the Walker family sitcom where you've got a you you've got to go get it you know it's this is the year that i finally beat them in the halloween decorations uh, they they and the thing is that they would be like they're like an nfl team and i'm like yukon for a compare like i'm not even close to them it's mm. just like people know i like halloween and i decorate uh the and i, I bet our interior is better but neither here nor there uh but they they like are really really crafty and they make all this stuff uh, mm. everything they've, they've they have they make themselves which like not oh in a million gosh. years would i know how to make any of that stuff or take the time to do it but i, I have like blow up stuff you know like they don't have they've they've got real stuff um oh well it's it's not about who has the best it's about the spirit of the holiday sure that's what you're saying now <laughs> tj so how many bones do you have to pay up to your friends now that the dodgers officially lost oh did somebody have a dodgers world series bet 
Oh yeah, to the field. Was, That's right. Yeah, yeah it's a really stupid bet. Although I, what I'm telling myself is, if I had just made that bet like as a future, it still would have lost. So even yeah. though the juice of it wouldn't have paid off, it was still a loser at the end of the day. So uh, instead, it's just going to my friends. Although now, like another one of my friends was like, "No, you made that bet with me too," and I'm I don't know what I don't know what the truth is. So oh man, I hope you wrote it down. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I normally no. do. Normally do write down bets. This yeah. one I didn't. So now people are like, "Yeah, you made the bet with me," and ever I don't know what the what the deal is. So, uh, twenty five dollars to each of them. A texter <laughs> says, "Thoughts on Justin Fields being complete cheeks under center? No surprise. He plays for the Bears. The Bears stink. The Bears God. will always stink. The Bears stink." I just don't know how they can like why just fire Matt Nagy middle of the season. Like that's going that ship is going nowhere. You're just wasting time, potentially wasting Justin Fields by having him around. Thing is, like their defense isn't terrible. Like they don't have a terrible defense, and they haven't. They haven't for years, and they've just never been able to put together like a competent offense. Oh, man, it's so bad. Oh, John there was a couple Taylor. games like that where it was just like game over before it even starts. It pops up on our computer. I'm seeing John came back in for a second text, so you know Uh-oh. he's triggered about the Chiefs. Yep. He's triggered. Why does Nova, North Carolina, Fordham, Duke get a scrimmage, but UK isn't? A UK virus IU scrimmage with no fans or media would be a perfect middle finger from Cal right now, and I'm all for it. Because you make money selling tickets to exhibition games. Which, yeah, that's kind of why I like it. Because there, it's one of the few things that we just aren't using to make money. Some coaches are willing to burn their exhibitions, uh, and the ADs are cool with them not selling tickets to it. Probably because they their fans don't fill up the arena for exhibitions like Kentucky fans will. But they don't for blue-white. Hell, I'd rather watch blue versus white than Kentucky versus Kentucky Wesleyan. I would too, but you have to play 10 of your guys at the same time, risk of injuries, all that sort of stuff. I I, I wish they did secret scrimmages, but Cal is not going to do that uh, unless it's Transylvania in the middle of the year to get you out of a funk that ends up actually making things kind of worse. You all would beat us by 20 plus, but I'm here for Kentucky Indiana scrimmage. I'm all for the secret scrimmages. They're a lot more beneficial, I'm sure. But I like Duke playing Villanova is good is really good for Duke. Aside, we need to remind everybody that loves something as much as Jerry Tipton loves tweeting out pictures of the empty seats at Rupp Arena. Well, that's why you gotta just when it's a packed house, that's why you gotta tweet them. And ask you know for the picture. <laughs> I mean, I like I like I like Jerry. I, I appreciate his I appreciate his commitment to a troll. Like, good, oh man, he's all in on it too. Yeah, and good on him. And it gets <laughs> and it gets people worked up. Um, I think it I think it's pretty funny. Like it, Jerry, it's a it's an inter squad scrimmage for a college <laughs> basketball team on a Friday night, dude. Like a court, like oh, it's that gosh. it wasn't going to be 22,000 people screaming. Oh, man. But on the flip side, he knows that too. And he still is just going after it. So I, I find that funny too. And oh, I made fun, man. I made fun of U of L's attendance on Saturday, which we didn't talk about all that. Yeah, but, oh, man. Um, yeah. It's all in good fun. All in good fun. Um, especially knowing that Jerry, he like watching him fast walk around Rupp Arena is hilarious. Like he, he, he still has the giddiness and tenacity of a 20 year old reporter. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. I like Jerry. I, I do. I, I do just personally like him. He's always been nice to me. And I remember one time it was like my probably first month on the job having a radio show at the Big X, just going one hour, like three to four, sports talker with TJ Walker. And I 
I asked him to do a radio interview, but he supposedly, I guess, hates radio interviews and rarely does them. And I remember I asked him and he looked like so inconvenienced and like so bothered. <laughs> and like, he even like looked at his watch as if that had anything to do with the radio interview. But he was like, and then he looked at me again and you could like tell he had like a change of heart. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. What time are you thinking? And uh, I, I was like hesitant to even follow through on it, but we did it. Did a radio interview. I forget what he, even we talked about. There's something about like his hate for UK and Calipari, but it actually turned out to be a pretty solid interview. But I like the guy. I, I he's a oh, UK man. hater, no doubt about it. But he knows what he's doing. He's having fun with it. If it really bothers you, don't give him the time of day, and that's a good way to nip it in the bud. Yep. Uh, Texter says I know that you guys didn't really think of much of Tennessee early on, but they did stay with Bama for three and a half quarters. Okay, that's that's a little bit much. They scare me to death that they'll have two weeks to prepare for us. These next two weeks will be even harder than we thought. There's so much on the line. Maybe a playoff berth, a bowl bid, recruiting. Yeah, but you can't you can't have that Tennessee paranoia. I understand it, but don't let that creep into your brain. Tennessee, they got a lot of their points off big plays. Kentucky's the best big play defense in America. So. Uh, don't don't you worry there, Texter. Don't you worry. And if you can't beat Tennessee at home when you're having maybe one of your best seasons of all time on a year when you just beat the snot out of Tennessee the year before at third place, you got to take care of business in that game. Uh, but I'm more worried about Mississippi State. Um, and if we had to and – I, and I'll say that regardless of what happens this weekend, I'll just say I'll look back and when we look at these two games, I'm more nervous about the Mississippi State game than I am Tennessee. And maybe that turns out to be stupid. I am as well. But if you had to, you're you know, on the road. Exactly. Yeah. Play Styles. in a while. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I'm so. not worried about Tennessee. Suck it, Falls. Yeah, suck it, Falls. TC from Lexington here, boys. Some quick blue-eyed overreactions. Ty-Ty is going to be a star. Close to a complete game for a freshman. Show no genders. Heard him more on the court than anyone else. Collins looked a lot better than originally thought. Seemed more confident from three than expected. Oster is a grown-ass man. Seemed to enjoy the moment as much as anyone. Brooks and Allen seemed to fade some in the background of the game. Was right behind Cal, and he kept yelling for them to run. So I think we'll see an up-tempo pace this season. Anyway, sorry for the long text. Oh, no. Happy... Happy to hear it, TC. Great points. Yeah, never apologize, TC. Uh, I agree with some of those points. Allen, Brooks, some of those guys, even Mintz, like you better step your stuff up because there's somebody else to take your job that hasn't been the case in years past. Although Allen, you know, but I guess technically not for him. The winning touchdown pass to Ali from Bode and the Belk Bowl was from the Wildcat formation. No, no it was Bode. not. He was playing. He was. He, no. was, he was just the quarterback. All yeah, time. like no, that, not even close. In the Wildcat, you almost always have a jet sweep motion too, which no, they Bowden did on that play. The, I don't care if it was Wildcat formation or not. He, Bowden was the quarterback. <laughs> He'd been the, the quarterback. quarterback. He, he threw from that spot a lot. Um, <laughs> but anyway, semantics. Roushing it on the head, and the nerds clusters are crazy addictive. Stay away, boys. Stay away. Somebody sent in a picture. Oh man, great. they look so good. And as somebody said, that's total stoner candy. So and it, yeah, uh, it looks like it kind of isn't edible. John here. Good morning, fella. Not that I would know. Let's go, cats game. <laughs> it's cats game week. I agree, guys. If we are who we say we are, then we have to get this win. I'm also looking forward to the upcoming exhibition game against. KWC on Friday. Now, this is my favorite sports time of the year. Number nine on the way. Hashtag BBN. Well, got to go talk to you later. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be another fun sports weekend. Look yeah, forward he, to it. No, notice he avoided the NFL there. So we'll get well, to that later on. Home field advantage because the AL won the All Star game. I don't think that's right. Uh, Robert says King Henry heard all the chatter that only quarterbacks win MVP. He said, Hold my crown and watch me make this touchdown toss look easy. 
Oh, what about Joey Biscuits though in Cincinnati playing well? And then Chase, gosh, they're those two. Yeah. They're gonna be unstoppable for a long, long time. All right, John follows it up here to close out the show. John here again. Hey, it is what it is. It's a long season. So who knows what will come with the trade deadline, more especially to help with the defense. Not giving up on Mahomes and Reed. These guys are proven. They know how to get around this. We'll beat the Giants. We'll go either eleven and five or ten and six. But good luck to your all's guys team this year. I got to go talk wow. to you. Later. Always John optimistic, bad. John. We yeah. love it. He takes the high road as only he. I hope the move went well, John. Um, but the Chiefs stink, at least right now. And you're right, though. It's long season, plenty of time to turn it around. And Mahomes is really good. Although, get it together for folks that maybe bet yeah. on you or have you in fantasy. Not that anybody cares about fantasy teams. Uh, all right, everybody, have a good Monday. We will yep. see you on Tuesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Peter Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kale.